Missy is 89.1 WEMU, and welcome to Issues of the Environment. Washtenaw Community College plans to completely run on renewable energy by the year 2029. Now, how's it going to get there? I'm David Fair, and the school recently announced it is the first community college in Michigan to enroll in DTE Energy's My Green Power program. Our guest today is here to help explain how it's all going to work and what the utility is doing to help build the state's energy future. Brian Kalka is Director of Renewable Solutions at DTE Energy. And, Brian, thanks so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me this morning. I imagine Washtenaw Community College signing on to the My Green Power program and becoming the first in the state to do so is not only a big step for the school, but for DTE, too. How did this agreement come about? Yeah, well, really, the, the agreement came about Due to, I guess, the convergence of two um, separate companies wanting to make a difference as it relates to climate change, we um, and, and Washtenaw Community College have had a, a really great relationship for a number of years, and they rolled out a general sustainability plan on how they were going to to make a difference as it relates to combating climate change, and they were looking as part of that plan for a methodology on how they could attribute their on-site electric usage uh, to renewable energy. So that's where DTE comes into play in that, you know, we look at climate change and addressing climate change as one of the most defining public policy issues of our era. And we've gone through our strategies um, here in the state and have built out and procured a number of renewable projects. And as part of our overall carbon neutrality aspiration, we have a voluntary renewable program called My Green Power. And what My Green Power is, is a very accommodating, flexible program for institutions or automotive companies or even residential customers uh, to attribute their electric usage towards renewable energy. We build the project, connect them into the grid, and we, we use the program to, to green up the grid. And Washtenaw Community College found that program to meet their needs, and uh, that's how the relationship started and culminated here recently with their official enrollment into the program. As I understand it, it is going to be an incremental ramp-up to get WCC to 100% use of renewable sources by 2029. Where does it start, and how incremental will the stages be? They start off at, you know, at a, at a percentage right around 20%, and then you can just generally state they're, they're going to be increasing at 10% to 15% every year uh, to, to the point that they, they hit uh, 100% of their usage being attributed to renewable energy here uh, by the end of the decade. Why is it a process that comes in those kinds of stages instead of a more rapid transition? Yeah, so there's a, there's a number of... of of attributes that go into the decision-making process for all of our of our customers, and one of the the pieces that that plays a significant role is the budgetary impact on um, on any potential enrollee into the program. And they felt that they wanted to ramp up slowly, just due to some of the economic implications of um, any such enrollment. And they built out a very customized plan for themselves that allows them to hit the carbon neutrality milestones that they want to hit in a very cost-effective means um, through the end of the decade. So does that mean that it is going to be an expensive uh, 
proposition for WCC before the savings start to roll in? No, we view the program to be a very cost-effective way to attribute renewable energy or to attribute on-site electric usage to renewable energy. And one of the, the ways that we're able to to do that is by building these universal scale renewable projects in areas that you know have the most sunlight or who have the strongest winds for our wind parks. And by building large scale projects in these very productive areas of the state allows us to bring the cost of renewable energy down to very, very cost effective levels. So you know, to answer the question specifically, it's not a, an expensive um, proposition in terms of enrolling in the program, but it is a slight premium above and beyond what the um, electric bill would be otherwise. Issues of the environment and our conversation with DTE Energy's Brian Kalka continues on 89.1 WEMU. Now, ultimately, going uh, totally uh, to renewable should result in some cost savings in the long term. Have any estimates been projected out to see what kind of savings that would bring over the decades? We utilize a number of third-party industry experts to provide you know, forecast on what the value of renewable energy would look like for both the, the energy itself that is put onto the grid, but also just the capacity benefit that solar in particular brings. Because when we have those hottest days, right, the three, four o'clock um, sticky, high humidity days, that in theory is when solar is at its optimal output. That's when it's really producing a lot of electricity. And there's value to that from the capacity uh, standpoint. So when you look at, you know, you look at all these industry forecasts, you know, it's, it's closer to the end of this decade where the forecasts are indicating where the savings could be um, uh, coming from. As that is when we view the, the cost um, of the renewable projects themselves to be more than offset by the value of the energy and the capacity from the renewable projects themselves. DTE says it will have retired 11 of its 17 coal-fired power plants by 2023. There will be more natural gas production and distribution, more wind and solar, and nuclear will still be a part of the energy equation as well. Is there a plan or even a desire by the utility to take it entirely renewable within a generation or two? Absolutely. We, we have... We were one of the first utilities to come out with some of these aggressive net zero carbon emission targets here by, by 2050. And we are constantly looking at the best, most economic um, ways that are going to still lead to very reliable uh, energy production for our customers to hit that. And, you know, we're looking at a lot of technology changes as part of this. So you have wind, you have solar technology, um, but the, the key element here is the storage component. And right now, we're running a number of pilots to understand the cost implications of, solar, uh, of storage, um, trying to look at what the adoption rates and the interest levels from our customers would be related to storage. And we, we view that as a critical uh, piece of the puzzle over the long run to help us get there. 
And the value of storage is that when you have an overabundance of renewable energy generation during the day or the night, and it's more than you actually need, finding a way to store it, um, which then that storage can be deployed during the times of the day in which you need more renewable energy to be put onto the grid. Um, Once we get to that particular point, it's going to open up a lot more opportunities um, for everybody to, to utilize more renewable energy to, to meet their, their needs. This is 89.1 WEMU, and we're talking with DT Energy's Brian Kalka on issues of the environment. And uh, as you mentioned, the state of Michigan has a goal of getting to carbon neutrality by 2050. Part of that solution is going to be residential rooftop solar. DTE has said it supports rooftop solar, as, but it's also lobbying lawmakers to keep a cap on the amount of energy that residents are allowed to return to the grid and get reimbursement for. Why that approach from DTE? The, we're in a number of conversations right now related to the cap and to the cost of, of what um, we compensate people for putting energy back onto the grid from their rooftop solar. One of the, the major... The cap right now is that, 1%, by the way, 1%. That is correct. It's 1%. Um, I wouldn't say that we're against that cap increasing. However, in doing so, we must eliminate subsidies that are being provided um, from the average customer on our system to those customers who decide to put rooftop solar on their roof. Because um, we, we, can, we, can, we, we, we struggle with burdening uh, customers who struggle to pay their, their bills with, with costs that really should not be borne by them, but should be borne by customers who decide to put rooftop solar. That is a very, um, it's, it's a very individual-based decision. Um, but it's something that we support as part of the solution to get to carbon neutrality. There are a number of states around Michigan that have no cap at all. Uh, are the utilities here in Michigan facing something different? Uh, the utilities here in the state of Michigan, I, I think the, the motivations aren't all that um, indifferent from state uh, to state. Uh, but what you'll find from, from the individual states here um, across the country is just the financial compensation, the mechanisms on how rooftop solar customers are, are compensated for the energy are, are fundamentally different. So we're just trying to align um, our structure to, to, to what's appropriate and fair um, for, for all the customers who are involved. Now, among those who would disagree with you are State Representative Yusuf Ravi and State Senator Jeff Irwin, both of whom are from Ann Arbor. Is there any circumstance under which DTE would reassess and back the legislative proposals they've put forth to eliminate such caps? You know, I'm not um, all that involved in those um, conversations. I, I just know that we are working with a broad set of stakeholders, both legislatively and through our regulatory commission, as well as our peer utilities here in the state of Michigan, uh, to, to find an ultimate solution that is palatable for, for all the critical stakeholders. Well, to end in the area where we began, Brian, what in your estimation should be the takeaway for the general public with Washtenaw Community College signing on to the My Green Power program? As I mentioned earlier uh, in our discussion, that we at DT view climate change and addressing climate change as one of the, if not the most defining um, issue of our era. And everybody should be looking at this as, uh, as an opportunity to 
change how they behave or to um, um, sign up for different types of programs that will help them reduce their particular carbon footprint. Our My Green Power program appeals to every one of our 2.2 million customers in Southeast Michigan. It's convenient in that you don't have to spend significant dollars up front to, for example, put a solar array on your roof. There's no concerns over ongoing maintenance, and it's the most cost-effective way to attribute um, electric usage to renewable energy from projects that are located here in the state of Michigan. Um, we have 33,000 residential customers enrolled, more than 350 business customers who are enrolled. Some of the names we're all very familiar with, Ford, General Motors, the University of Michigan, Bedrock, the state of Michigan just enrolled their facilities into the program. And then you get to customers like Washtenaw Community College who find that Migraine Power is, uh, is a great solution for them uh, to reduce their carbon footprint as it relates to their on-site electric usage. For so if you go to our, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. If you go to our website, migreenpower.com, that's again, migreenpower.com, you can learn more about the program, and you can even enroll from that website with a few clicks of the mouse. For those that do exactly that but find themselves hesitant, what would you say to them to overcome the hesitancy and become a part of the My Green Power program? I, th I think a lot of it is just it's education. It's trying to, to understand what the program is um, and, and what it's not. Right? It's not about putting panels on your roof or in a field next to your, your home or your business and then running a cable. This is about cost-effective, headache-free way uh, to attribute electric usage to renewable energy in the state and greening up the broader electric grid. Um, if you go to that website, there, there is a way that you can ask um, questions, and it goes right to, to my team. And we are extremely responsive in addressing those questions because we don't want people to be signing up to a program that they're confused about or that they, they don't understand. Our, our motivation here is to help everybody clearly understand uh, what the program is about and how they can make a difference as an individual. Thank you so much for the time and the information today, Brian. I appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity. You have a good day. That is Brian Kalka, Director of Renewable Solutions at DTE Energy, and our guest on Issues of the Environment. For more information on the My Green Power program and Washtenaw Community College's plan to get to 100% renewable energy by 2029, visit our website at wemu.org. This weekly interview series is produced in partnership with the Office of the Washtenaw County Water Resources Commissioner, and it's heard each Wednesday. I'm David Fair, and this is 89.1 WEMU-FM and WEMU-HD1 Ypsilanti.